It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, that was exactly uh, zero bits of fun. This is happening in Auburn, Alabama. We're a football school, but we're also an everything school. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. And welcome specifically into Locked On Auburn's The Henry Service Company postgame show. Give our friends a call, 334-288-2700, Alabama license number 00021. Daryl Daprich joining me as he does for uh, every postgame uh Normally, these are fun, Daryl. I'm a little shook. That did not go the way I thought it would. As Georgia wins 76-64 to 64 in Athens, Auburn plays one of their worst games that I've seen them play in the Bruce Pearl era against one of the worst teams, we think, in the SEC. Yeah, and that, and that kind of remains to be seen. I will say this. I, I think they're better than they were last year, Georgia. I think Mike White is getting more out of his players than Crean did. Sure. Uh, Mike White went out and kind of replenished the roster. Uh, he also is Bruce Pearl's kryptonite for some reason when he was at Florida. That's Bruce true. Pearl struggled against him, and now he did at Georgia. So, But all that being said, this is a game that the number 22 team in the country, if you truly are the number 22 team not in the country. They're not anymore. Team, you no, do not get to be ranked when you play like that. Sorry. No, and when, when you're 11 and 2 – and have those, that many returning starters coming back, you don't lay an egg like this on the road. Quite frankly, it was embarrassing. It was tough to watch. Um, they, they looked flat. They didn't come out with any emotion. They let Georgia kind of do what they wanted to do. Even on the offensive glass, Zach, when Auburn started the game just really relentless on the offensive boards, I've never yeah. seen a team miss so many shots around the rim, and that's just that's pathetic. I mean, you've got to hit the bunnies. They didn't. And Georgia capitalized and was off and running. Yeah, Janai Broom was the good. Everything else was either neutral or bad for, for for Auburn. I mean, guard play from a shooting standpoint was atrocious. Wendell Green, 2 of 12 from the floor, 0 of 6 from 3. Zepp actually shot it three times, which is great. 2 of 3 from the floor, 1 of 2 from 3. Uh, but outside of that, like it wasn't great. KD one of five. He made that three early, and that was literally it. There's just nothing really to like about what this team did. And even defensively, like Georgia's not this like super great scoring team. And so 76, like if you would have told me that Georgia was gonna score 76 points in this game, I would have said, Oh, okay. Auburn must have ran away with it because, like, it's just if you were going to have that fast pace and give Georgia that many possessions where they could get to 76, um, that'd be it. But yeah, Auburn scoring 64 points. They're just not going to win basketball games this year in the SEC scoring 64 points. It's just not going to happen. You know, Georgia came in like 114th in the country with offensive efficiency. So, really, all the analytics said that Auburn should have and probably was on pace or coming into this game, trending towards keeping Georgia under 60 points. I mean, that's how uh, Georgia was struggling offensively. So if you'd have told me Auburn scored 64, 65, I'd have thought, okay, a low-scoring game, an ugly game at Stegman Coliseum, and Auburn wins by four or five and just kind of muddles through it. 
you know, I just it's it's hard to th- this team. No one should panic, but there should be a ton of concern. Number one, the guard play right now is just not getting it done. And then Auburn one and three away from Neville Arena. Uh, you, you know, you you obviously have to get a little yeah. better away from the road. Uh, the the shooting woes, Zach, continue. It's been that way all year, and they continue. You shoot it thirty five percent, but you actually make as many field goals field goals as Georgia. You make as many threes as Georgia, even though the percentage was lower. But where Auburn lost this game was not really doing what they needed to do defensively because Georgia went to the line 34 times. Auburn goes to the line 16. Look at the final score, 76-64. Georgia makes 12 more free throws than Auburn, not rocket science. And that's I'm not saying that there was a – I mean, the fouls were pretty even. It was 20-19. to 19. It's just what kind of fouls that Auburn committed. You know, they go for the blocks a lot, but you can't put a team on the line that many times on the road and think you're going to win. Yeah, the and just to note, one in three in road games. Not necessarily away from Neville Arena, but one in three right. in road games. True. Because um, uh, Cancun, Auburn had two wins there. But yeah, I, I think um, something has to change. Either Auburn has to start making these shots or you have to change how you run your offense. And we talked about this a few weeks ago. I just don't see Bruce Pearl saying, okay, you guys no longer have a green light. That's just, I, I just don't think he's going to do it. Should he at this point? Yes. I, I think it's time to panic in that regard and just kind of assume at this point, I think you have to assume Daryl that the shots aren't going to just start to magically fall from deep. I, I don't think Wendell green is going to be a consistent scorer from deep. I think he's a good scorer consistently, but not from deep, not from behind the arc. And, and like I, you look at other guys that we've asked to shoot more, like Jalen Williams. I don't think even when he's shooting 11 times, how many times did he shoot tonight? Seven. Probably still needs to get up a little bit. And he shot seven times and scored seven points. That's not the worst in the world. But these guys that we need to shoot from three better, uh, I just don't think it's going to happen. And so what do you do? You, you run the offense through Janai Broom. You attack the basket with KD and Wendell, but they just want to shoot it from deep all the time. And that's just not how this team is going to win. I hate it because it's really fun with Bruce Pearl offenses, get it going from behind the arc. But with guys like Alan Flanagan and guys like KD and guys like Wendell and guys like Jalen Williams and Zepp, those guys, you look at their bodies and you look at their shot selection from deep and they're not falling, attack the basket over and over and over again. But I just don't have faith that they're going to do it. Well, you just put it in a nutshell because if you don't start shooting better, magically, if, if, if the switch doesn't magically go on and you don't start shooting better, the only alternative you have is to shoot the three less. And he, here's an example of that. Basically, you have to do what your personnel dictates. In football, if you've got a stud running back and you've got a quarterback that can't throw 15 yards, you don't run a bunch of fly patterns. You hand the ball to your running back. Well, here's what yeah. Auburn did tonight, okay? They shot it 69 times total. 28 of those 69 were three-pointers. They only made six of those. So they didn't have a bad shooting percentage inside the three-point arc. Their shooting percentage was 35%, Zach, because they only shot 21% from behind the three-point line. So the only way to get better, if you know that you're fairly successful in the paint, 
around 40, 45% is what Auburn was in the paint tonight, maybe even 50%, quit shooting the three. Why shoot it 28 times if it's killing you? And that's the stubbornness. That's at some point, look, we we never want to criticize Bruce Pearl. I get it. He's the GOAT. He's done everything at Auburn that no head basketball coach has done. Yeah. But lack of getting shooters in the portal is killing Auburn right now and allowing people to have green lights and continually take poor, sorry shots, throwing it up over your shoulder. You know, those shots that were just foolish in the lane, double pumping and throwing in the air. Logo threes. Quit. You tell your, these players, get a little more discipline, rein them in, or you're sitting on the pine. They've got to switch offensive philosophy. It's not working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you mentioned Bruce not getting shooters in the portal. Well, he kind of put himself in a weird situation when he got the batch of Wendell, KD, and Zepp all through the portal at the same time, two, two off seasons ago, because he got a lot of dudes, and we were kind of celebrating this at the time, all these dudes with a bunch of eligibility left, and it's like, well, that's kind of where you're at. So, I mean, who's going to come and play with you? And you got so many scholarships already thrown in those situations. And I don't think Bruce is the kind of guy to process people. And I mean, we kind of heard and read a bunch of fodder that some of these guys may be processed over the offseason. Didn't really happen. Guys like Chris Moore, guys like Zepp, we all read the rumors and they're still here. And I think that's part of Bruce's thing is loyalty, which is fine. I'm not saying any of these guys should have been processed. I'm just telling you that's probably what it is. And so his... His quote-unquote, I'm really hesitant to even use the words after saying that, but the inability to get transfer shooters, I don't know if that's actually legitimate. I just think he got a batch of three guys that had a bunch of years left, and you're kind of like, these are the guys you got to ride with until they're done at Auburn. You don't have to. He chooses to, and I admire that. But Musselman processes kids. Oates processes kids. Rick Barnes processed Justin Powell, who went to his third college in three years. You know, he said he left and went to Washington State, but basically that's a situation where you force someone to leave because you cut their playing time to nothing. I get it, and I and I respect Bruce Pearl for that loyalty and that the, the way that he treats his players, and that's why people want to come play for him. I get that. But when you see what happened last year at the end of the year and you see a glaring weakness – and was what cost you in the NCAA tournament, was what cost you in the SEC tournament, you had two guys that were generational talents at Auburn, and you couldn't get out of the second round. Why? Because guard play was freaking atrocious. And yet, you go into the offseason and don't fix it. I get the whole, you have everyone coming back. Then you got to process a couple kids. I'm sorry. I don't know what else. Or you live with this. Or you change your offense and say, my offense is not dynamic enough to shoot it like it was with Bryce Brown and Jared Harper and Samir Dowdy. I'm going to have to change it. We're going to throw it into the bigs. If you don't like it, leave or sit on the bench. Throw it into the bigs. Quit taking stupid A shots and wild shots. If you don't like it, you're sitting on the bench, Alan Flanagan. You're sitting on the bench, you know, Wendell Grant. Quit with that. And you have to. You have to rein this in because it's not getting any better. It can, but magically you you can wave a magic wand and hope people start hitting shots. Or you can change a little bit of how you run your offense and who you run it through. 
Uh, I think that's well said. All right, how many wins will Auburn have in the SEC this year? That is the pin question. If you're in the live chat right now, go ahead and get your vote in on that. We're about to talk about that. But first things first, the only thing that's more unpredictable than Auburn basketball shot selection and Auburn basketball's <laughs> shooting as a whole is Alabama weather, right? Just uh, just a week ago, we were talking about freezing temperatures. It's been pouring, raining, and, and cold the last few days. Daryl, it's about to get hot again, right? And so with Alabama being as un unpredictable um, as Auburn's shooting percentage, you need a company that you could trust for all of your home maintenance needs, whether it's heating, air conditioning, plumbing, or electrical. Call Henry Service for repairs or routine maintenance, including tankless water heaters, Daryl, you trust these guys. Mm -hmm. I trust these guys. You use them for your business. I do. And, uh, you, you can't recommend them enough. When you when you basically trust somebody with all the equipment and all the employees that you have to keep them comfortable at a business like that, it speaks volumes that I don't hesitate. And I'll tell you something. This isn't just verbiage. No matter what we need, they're out there quick. Wonderful service, taking care of things. It's, it's not, you know, I'll get back to you in two or three days. It, it's really, really special. And I think people will see the difference when they give them a try. Yep, service is in the name. And they're not some fly-by-night company. They've been in business for 24 years in the Montgomery area. So Henry Service Company, give them a call, 334-288-2700. Let me say that again, 334-288-2700. Alabama license number 00021. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. I asked this question in the pinned comment. How many wins will Auburn have in the SEC this year? The options were one to five, six to nine, 10 to 12, or 13 plus. And 6% of people said 13 plus. And I'd love for you to comment why, because that would be awesome. But the majority, 60% uh, currently, guessing six to nine. And so I'm just kind of asking the question if Auburn goes nine and nine in the SEC, or I guess eight and 10 in the SEC, I think that's concerning in regards to seeding, because I don't really think if you get that low of a seed, like you're kind of putting yourself in a tough situation to win the SEC tournament. But it's kind of hard to argue against that based on what we just saw. Yeah, yeah and that's the thing. We always are judged by and we kind of are, you know, persuaded by the last thing we saw. So mm -hmm. I, I don't want to overreact and people to think, yeah, we lose one game and Daryl's talking about being concerned. I'm seeing a trend. I mean, I look, Auburn won some basketball games, but they lost yeah. at USC. They lost on a neutral Florida Memphis, and then they lose tonight. And even the games they've won, except for Washington, where they really blew Washington's doors, which Washington, as we suspected, bottom of the tier Pac-12 team. There's some things that I saw that were disconcerting even when they were winning games. And it's a trending situation. So – it's it's hard to get those things cleaned up, you know. I don't. I, again, I don't know how you coach somebody to play with more passion. But Auburn came out tonight, and I'll say it again: it did not match the emotion that Georgia had. And I don't know why. I don't know how that happens. I get it's on the road, and I get I get yeah. that even last year when Auburn was ranked high, 
they struggle there. But I don't know. I, I, I just think that there's going to have to be some things that I have to see change, some switches that, that need to happen for me to, to be a believer that they can win more than eight or nine SEC games right now. It could happen. Things can change. Yeah. But right now, mm-mm. yeah. Let's um, let's 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 address the spin on this, and then we'll open it up to your comments and questions. But Raven pointing out, you just got to get hot in March, and we've talked about this before, Daryl. And I still think it stands as far as how Auburn could play significantly better in a month and a half to two months from now in March. I can see the path to that. Right, I mean, I, I think if you shoot, we've said this before, and you, you kind—I of, think you said it first, Daryl. Like looking at what Auburn shot tonight, they shot twenty-one percent from three, and there's gonna be nights where they shoot thirty-five to forty percent from three. It's not gonna be often, but there's gonna be nights. And if they can string a few of those together and kind of get their confidence back in March, I, I do think the defense that this team plays will allow you to win those games, and so this team is better than what they're shooting, especially tonight. But the fact that they have a hard time doing it away from, from Neville arena, it, it is concerning, but the path for them getting better as a team and getting hot at the right time, I still think that's on the table. It's just concerning that no steps towards that have happened yet. Here's step one, in my opinion. And again, this is just number one. I think the shot selection has to get better. I think you can actually increase your percentage if you don't try to go with your back to the basket, double pump and throw it over your shoulder, that's just me, you know, and and that's another reason why Auburn wasn't getting the calls going to the free throw line, because when you go in there wild and out of control, Zach, you know how it is. Georgia went into the, went to the rack with purpose and with, with, with conviction. And so they got to go to the free throw line. Auburn went in scared kind of and herky jerky yeah. and th- it's shot selection get better shot selection and you can see your shot percentage rise i think that's that's simple and remember we had a guy around the rim last year in kessler that just ate around the rim right putbacks and all that kind of stuff right. you know that i went back and looked do you realize auburn missed 13 putbacks tonight 13 balls right around the ba- basket right around the basket 13 Hit half of those and tell them, just shoot 50% from two feet. Seriously, bunnies, shoot 50 Yeah, freaking, no, I get it. I, I, I get I, it. There should be a sensor button right now because I, I don't want to have to cuss on this, but I won't. Yeah, I'm just joking. Don't. I'm just teasing. I would never do that. But 50%, just shoot 50% from two feet in with those bunnies, and Almer would have had 14 more points tonight. Yeah, that, that goes to show you, and, and Auburn didn't have that last year. Kessler and those guys cleaned it up a little bit. So I don't know. I mean, you know, in one breath, I'm talking about better shot selection, but I don't know how much better shot selection you can get than two feet. No, you're. It's almost like they get it and they panic. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, I gotta, I gotta. Do, they just throw it up there as hard as they can. Exactly. It it's looks like panic is a great adjective. Um, Clay says it's not just shooting. Auburn looked lazy all around tonight, except for Broom. Broom looked like what I expected him to look like tonight. I'm kind of there with you. I think that's the, um, with Janai, nine of 17 for 22 points, like 12 rebounds. You take that in a heartbeat. But still, yeah. um, I imagine he was still part of the problem with the putbacks. Like, that still wasn't. He was. He, he was. I he was. I mean, in my head right now, it's probably more than that. Yeah. And I mean, I look at what he shot. Um, let's see. He had. 
He shot nine of 17. Okay, so that's not a bad percentage. But I'm telling you, again, that's where you got to peel back the numbers. The numbers don't tell the story. Out of those 17 that he missed, I'm sorry, out of the eight that he missed, nine of 17, out of the eight he missed, I counted three that were right around the rim. So, look, and again, he needs to get some help. And I give him credit because when he went down and announcers talking Achilles because it was no contact and nobody hit him, you know, you start to hold your breath. And he's over on the sidelines. And then he came back in and actually had a better second half than he did first half. So that's that's a plus. I mean, it could have been worse. Let's try to stay, look at a little bit of sunshine and say, if Broom goes down tonight and stays down and is out for any extended period of time, True. this team's really in trouble. True. Um, I think people like the 50% from two feet comment. I think people like that. And, I'll, and, I'll, and I'm, I think the camera is moving, and that's because I had my arm on the table there. So we're going to go ahead and move that. That's okay. For my man, Raven. Sorry about that, Raven. Storvin, uh, sorry, Storm Wade, goat name, says this team can't win the SEC with Flanagan on the floor often. Look, I, I know the Auburn fan base is kind of all over the place on Flanagan. I just, I don't think he was the problem tonight. I think he was fine. Like, is, is he great big picture? Probably not. But as far as like what he did tonight, like I, I don't think he was anywhere close to the biggest problem on the floor tonight. No, five of 10 shooting, 11 points, three rebounds. He actually had a productive night. I mean, he came off the bench, was the only other dude in double figures. So I, I did see some turnovers again that, you know, the ones that you shake your, well, you know, they've got him with one turnover. I, I Again, I, I thought I saw a couple, but, um, you know, I, he played he played one of his better games tonight. And without his 11 points off the bench, this could have been been even uglier. I'm there with you, man. I mean, it was just it was just bad. You know, we had somebody that goes by YouTube user put a good question up there if you want to put that one up there. Carbon. Josh, yeah, I think that's a good exactly. question cuz me and you, you were me talking. Josh again. Did I really? <laughs> no, I didn't. Yes. Did I really? This time there's no excuse. Uh, it's killing me. Um, yeah, about about Dylan Cardwell though. Yes, yes, Dylan not Cardwell playing not playing much. much. We talked about that, um, you know, before we, we we started recording, and I think that that's interesting to me. There's some there's some a little bit of myster- it's mysterious to me as to what happened. Yeah, Missouri is spanking Arkansas right now. It's up twenty one to eight. Missouri oh. could be the real deal, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I think Arkansas is beatable at home. So if, if Auburn beats Arkansas on Saturday, which Saturday is going to be an incredible day for college basketball, like the SEC slate is awesome. But anyway, if Auburn could beat Arkansas on Saturday, are we? do we snap back? Are we okay? Are we, are, are we all right again? Because yeah. that would be a very yeah. Auburn thing to do. Because it's you're, you're only the momentum is only as important as your next game. And, and, and you know, Lindsey Crosby would say that about your, your momentum is only good as your next day starting pitcher. In yeah. basketball like this, if Auburn comes out with emotion and Neville Arena and beats Arkansas and looks good doing it, um, you, you forget about this game and you just kind of say, okay, they're back on the right track. But that's the, that's the thing is it's got to be consistent. It's got to be sustainable. You can't win at home and get beat on the road because that gets you an eight and eight SEC, you know, nine and nine SEC record. And that's going to be, I mean, I, I think Auburn, you know, with nine wins in the SEC. Would you, would you take nine and nine right now if I offered it to you? Yeah. After tonight, I would. I, I would. Uh, I would take because that gets, that gets yeah. you to uh, what? 
19 wins because uh, there'd be eight more wins in the SEC. And Live uh, chat, if you were offered a nine and nine SEC record right now, Auburn's currently one and one. If you would take nine and nine for the season, would you take it? I'm genuinely curious. Yeah, I think that's most a people great would, question, Daryl. I, I think, think they most would. would. Now, if Auburn gets on a little streak and wins two or three in a row and gets to four and one in the SEC, then that becomes a whole different thing. But right now, from what we've seen, and again, it's not just this one game in you know in a capsule. It's it's looking at it as as far as what's trending. Yeah, um, Don says uh, yes. JC says yes. Raven says yes. YouTube user says yes. Storm, I think says yes. Trey says. Nine game win streak to end the year. Uh, okay, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. That's, yeah, uh, Je- that would Jesse be brings up. I'm guessing we see more chance Westry next game at least. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I. I don't think so. No, I, I. I don't think we see more chance Westry anytime soon. I'd like to be wrong, but I don't. I don't think we're gonna see. Uh, I don't think we're gonna see a lot of chance Westry this year. Now, let me ask your opinion on that, Zach. Do you think that that's because you don't feel like he's still back 100% and that knee is kind of nagging him a little bit? Or do you think in the short synopsis we saw him play, Bruce just doesn't have much confidence in him? Uh, I I think it's both. I think it's both. I I think Bruce doesn't have confidence in him, and I I don't think he's fully recovered from – I don't know if it's a recovery thing or I don't know if it's a, Hey, he hasn't really gotten a chance to really acclimate from the high school level to the college level because he missed pretty much fall practice and he had to recover and he missed some of the games. And just whenever you're at this point of the season, like you're supposed to be at a different point as far as conditioning, as far as chemistry with your teammates and just the flow of the game. And he was just so far behind to being a freshman. That's tough. I don't care how good you are. So I, I don't, I just think he's behind and, and I don't think we're going to see a whole lot of them this year. You know, and it's, I think what's cruel about that, not what you're saying, just cruel, but I'm saying the cruel irony about that and the cruel twist is that we did see him acclimate to the college game in Israel. Right. So, I mean, I guess he's not playing college players, but he's playing better than high school players. I think that'd be fair to say, Sure. He's playing kids that are at a higher level than what he played in high school, and he looked good. We got a taste, and we're like, wow, this is great. And he looked good, and then when when the regular season came along, things changed quickly. Trey asks, what are your thoughts on the closing lineup tonight with Broom, Zepp, Simo, J-Will, and Donaldson? I'm fine with it. I mean, especially with the way Wendell played. Uh, I'm, I'm fine with that. I mean, it's pretty much your starters. You just have a different point guard in. You do. And, I mean, you know, I think that with he, we're going with he felt like – I feel like Bruce Pearl felt like was the best uh, five on the floor to give us a chance to come back. And, you know, analytics and all that th- – all those things matter. They look at that closely during the game. Yeah. Who is the best – JC asked, who is the best offensive player – on this team, well, right now it's Broom. Uh, I think he is sep- yeah. he, he's separating himself. I would have thought if you would have asked me this about three weeks ago, I was prepared to say that Jalen Williams would have been. I, I really thought he was going to take that next step mm-hmm. and be the offensive leader for all. I thought Auburn was going to have a three-headed monster. I thought Auburn was going to have the Wendell Green do his thing because he was averaging 14, 15 a game. Yeah. I thought Williams was going to be averaging 12 or 13, and so would Broom. And I yeah. thought we were going to have a three-headed monster 
every night to count on from a consistency standpoint. And it's not been, it's been anything, it's been inconsistent. And uh, one night one can get to 15, 16, 17. And the next night, like tonight, Wendell Green gets seven. So that that's the problem is we need some consistency. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I think Saturday is going to look good, Daryl. I, I think everything points to Auburn having a big night, but I just think Auburn, this team, they need so much like emotional motivation and you get that at home and you're not going to get that on the road. And so, I mean, just looking ahead at some of these road games, it's going to be really, really tough. Like in Oxford on the 10th. So that's next week. You go to Baton Rouge the following week. Then you go to South Carolina. Like that's just going to be a tough run. And I, I'm not, I don't feel good about it. I'm just well, think, I don't think about, about and here's the problem. When you look at a schedule before the season starts, you kind of try to project where you're going to get wins and what games may be difficult. I think we all probably looked at this game tonight and thought W, Missouri, W, LSU, W. I mean, everybody from LSU left last year in the portal. Right. And so those are three games that I they're would have said at the beginning yeah, of the they're year. They're actually overachieving a little bit. They're, they are, but but they're yeah. they're they're a tougher out now than they were at the beginning of the year. That's there's no guarantee win there. We've already lost to Georgia, which I had penciled in as a W. Missouri now has proven to be no fluke. So some gimmies that you thought you were going to get at the beginning of the season, you ain't getting. I mean, so you better find some somewhere else that maybe you were looking at as difficult to at Kentucky maybe right I mean at the beginning of the year the at Kentucky game looked like an L and now that's very winnable so some things switch but still some games that looked like they were gimmies are no longer gimmies yeah Chase says I think the loss tonight will wake them up I hope so I hope so that would be a a best case scenario there's no question about it hey guys thank you so much for tuning in to Locked on Auburn's the Henry Service Company post game show give them a call for all of your HVAC and plumbing needs electrical as well. 334-288-2700. Alabama license number 00021. Daryl, how can people find you here? You love you and all that stuff, buddy. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, DAP6410, D-A-P-P-6410. Um, starting mon- back again Monday morning at 7, 10 a.m. on uh, News Talk WANI, Auburn Opelika this morning with our good friend Ben Taylor. And then we'll be back at it Saturday night, hopefully with a better result right we can be happy and festive and smiling more yep it, it'll be late we'll probably go live around 9 30 or 10 so that'll be a blast be sure to join us you can find all my written work at auburndaily.com and we'll see you bright and early in the morning this has been locked on auburn NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.